Hello, Film Nation. This is Anthony Hetchanova, and welcome to A Man of Color. For those of you who don't know me, I am a local 600 digital imaging technician, also a film professional of color, and this is my podcast entitled A Man of Color. Before I begin, I want to shout out Kevin T. Carroll, fellow man of color, fellow film professional of color. He's uh, an actor both on screen and on stage. And if it wasn't for you, Kevin, I wouldn't be doing this. A little bit about me. I've been a film professional, a crew member, and I've dabbled in producing and DPing, even a little directing, editing, coloring, uh, all of it, frankly. I started out as a PA in 1995, I think it was, in the commercial world. Uh, I've been in the industry for over 20 years now. And uh, currently, if you, you, you can IMDb me for uh, most of my work in film and television. IMDb me, Anthony Hechenova. I am uh, lovingly referred to as Hetch, or at least I hope it's lovingly. And uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I started this journey while I was on a show called Let the Right One In. And for those of you who don't know it, go ahead and you can stream it. I I believe it's on Showtime. Uh, I I can Google that. Yeah. while I was working one day, and shout out to Eric Bronco, fellow man of color, fellow film professional of color, deep director of photography, extraordinaire. I was coloring a scene, and uh, Kevin T- Kevin Carroll came up to me and started inquiring, what do I do? And I explained to him how I match and color the scenes. I also helped ensure that the technical integrity of the digital negative is intact. And I went on and on, nerded out a little bit, and then started talking about personal stuff. He knows a little about me and how long I've been around and what what I've tried to do. And then we would speak just in general about life. And uh, another day, he came up behind me. I'll never forget this moment. He, uh, he was just watching me. I knew he was there. wasn't really paying attention, but I knew he was there. He was always a very quiet presence. He'd just watch the scene. He'd watch the rehearsal. Very pensive, from what I recall. And then out of nowhere, he said, you know what you should do, Hetch? He said, you should do a YouTube channel or something called A Man of Color. What he didn't realize is that at that time, I was soul searching for something more in my life. Something where I could add value to people's lives versus just being this technician that helps productions 
make money. I think I'm discounting my position a little too much. DPs do value my opinion and my, I believe, my presence. But at the time, I was looking for more. And I, I just looked up over my left shoulder, as a matter of fact. I looked up at him and said, uh, you know what? I'm going to do that. Without really knowing what that was. And he said, you should. And I said, I'm going to. I will. And so I started my journey. What was a man of color? And then I started um, feeling insecure about it. Who am I? to teach anything. I feel like I'm a jack of all trades and a a master of none, but as I started brainstorming, and for those of you who are looking at the video, you can probably scan around here and see my whiteboard up there and where I do a lot of my brainstorming. And um, I just realized I'm a film professional of color for over 20 years I am 100% a legitimate source of information and wisdom which is what which is what Kevin Carroll um, pointed out he said it it wasn't so uh, his idea was not so much that it was about nerding out or how to do things technically but it was more about my wisdom and experiences And so, yes, I realized I'm 100% qualified to do this. And so the one thing I, I think one of the big, actually, I know it's still up there. One of the biggest words that I wrote down while brainstorming was authentic. And that was very important to me, to be authentic in this journey. And so here I am. Now, a man of color was originally designed to be with, um, to be with a guest, and uh, I've already recorded a couple of uh, episodes with guests, and uh, I decided to dial it back and slow down for a minute. I've been so obsessed with finding guests that I felt were fit for the fit for the task, fit for the podcast, that I never just stopped and spoke myself. And so well, here I am, slowing it down, this little monologue. And this episode, episode zero, is entitled The Message. So yes, welcome. Um, a man of color is... A man of color's goal is to provide a source of info and wisdom that film professionals of color can relate to, to have the discussions that are not, that I feel are not had amongst film professionals of color. And I hope to, I hope to be able to speak to, or I hope that my audience consists both of young and old people of color in our industry. And I, because I feel like a lot of the 
topics that I plan to discuss or have discussed are timeless. So whether you're aspiring or retiring, I hope that a man of color can add value to your life. And even if I only, I I don't know who's going to listen to this. I have a very specific audience, film professionals of color in our industry in the United States. And I think that totals out to about around 100,000 people. So I'm never going to get the big hits, the millions of views and hits or whatever you call it, whatever the cool kids say nowadays. But if I'm able to touch one life, then I've succeeded in my goal. I believe, and forgive me if I botched this quote, but the Talmud has a quote in there that says, he who saves one life saves the world. I probably botched that, but you get the point. So if I touch one person's life, and and I'm pretty sure I've already touched someone's life somehow just in interaction, everyday interaction. I'm, I'm sure I've been a positive influence. I worked really hard to be a positive influence to the young people of color in the industry. But yes, if I touch one person's life or I affect one person's life in a positive way, then a man of color is a success. And I'm very grateful to be able to aspire to do that. So yeah, uh, tw- you know, 20 years. took me over 20 years to figure out who the hell I am. There were different factors in my life that slowed my growth. And thus it took me 20 years to get to this point where I was conf- confident enough to say, hey, I've got something to offer. So that's pretty much what a man of color is, um, I guess, in 10 minutes or less. I don't know how long that was. But welcome. Welcome to my podcast, you know. Hopefully I get to share with you and my guests get to share with you over 20 years of of wisdom and, and a Filipino proverb, Filipino quote, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The, the second best time is today. So here I am, a man of color. This is the seed to my tree that I hope will last forever. Yeah, uh, the message, you know, uh, what is my message for a man of color? I guess the a, a big part of this is that you are not alone. And I, I I definitely encountered some very very lonely times in my twenty years of figuring out what the hell I am and what I'm doing in this industry. I almost didn't fit. Not sure why. Wasn't sure why. I know now why, but. But the journey was always quite alone, even though I was around hundreds of people. 
if not each day, there was still a loneliness about it. And of, of course, a man of colors, like I said earlier, is designed to be guest oriented. So I, I hope to always have a guest on here, but here I am at slowing it down so that I can just be alone and talk to all of you. My captured audience. <laughs> That's the beauty of podcasting, I guess, is that, uh, well, that's not true. I was going to say you can't leave and you are not captured. You can just click off of this. Hopefully you won't. But yes, uh, a man of color was guest oriented and, and I decided to stop and do this monologue, so to speak. And for some reason, I don't feel alone. Whether you pause right now and click me off your ear and take off your headphones does not matter. In my loneliness, I've found a really peaceful place. You know, being, they say it is lonely being at the top. Trying to get to the top is a fucking lonely journey. You know, cue the music, Slick Rick rising to the top, or is it Dougie Fresh? Dougie Fresh rising to the top. I read a quote uh, somewhere, a post the other day uh, about being strong. Being strong is lonely. When people vision you as strong, they think, oh, he's good, he doesn't need anybody. Being strong enough to go for something is lonely because when the going gets tough, nobody wants to be there when things are hard. Everybody just wants to enjoy the destination, the results, the reward. So being strong enough and confident enough to go for something, whether you be directing or DPing or anything, any, any art, frankly. I mean, there's no audience when you're painting or usually for the most part. There's no audience when you're editing. No one's ooing and eyeing when you're editing. What's another? Oh, writer. I I love to write. I love to tell a story. But writing is the loneliest art there is. No one wants to sit with you while you're writing. There's nothing to watch. Boring. It's like watching ga- grass grow or watching paint dry or golf. No, no, I, I watch golf. I love golf. But that's a different story. And as you try to, as a strong person or as a, a person with ambition, as you strive to the top There is no, or when you start to desire the idea of being a boss or a successful artist of some sort, there is no search party. Your lonely journey is all you. There is no search party. And shout out to Michael Garofalo for, I don't know if he coined that phrase, but he definitely puts it out there in our industry. 
And that's okay. Because when you're strong enough, if you're strong enough, the search party is not necessary. And so I begin this journey of podcasting, which you will see in my first couple of episodes. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing. And my destination, I hope one day I have this really great soundproof studio without the people moving whatever they're moving upstairs and the people next door talking and the fans blowing and, uh, you know, cleaning people going by and people in the hallway. I hope one day that I have this amazing sound studio and I hope that I, all, all 100,000 people of uh, 100,000 film professionals of color are listening one day and I hope that I'm touching a hundred thousand people's lives at a time and exponentially it grows and I hope that one day my children look back and say, Oh shit, my daddy's famous. I, I don't I don't really care for that at all. But I begin this journey and like I said before, although it's lonely, this is the least lonely I've ever felt. And being lonely is is freeing too. It's also very it's it's, it's a temporary thing, for, or at least I hope so. But being alone in your in your journey is freeing too, because you can decide which way to go at any given moment. Every time I've tried to start something and I involve someone, it just drove me crazy. So yeah, sometimes you just have to go it alone. And when you get lonely and sad and there's no one there to hug you, you just suck it up and find strength from within. And when you get in touch with what's within, again, the loneliness goes away. So as lonely as this is, still, I push forward. I push forward because the show, the show must go on. Ah, the famous saying in our industry, the show must go on. Or maybe that's, maybe that's stage, but yeah. This show must go on. I'm here alone. I have no audience to watch me. Oh, look, look at his lights. Oh, look at his camera. Look at his microphone. Look at him talk. Listen to the sound of Listen, listen to him. Look at him wearing headphones. No. It's not like our industry where directors and DPs are surrounded by a bunch of people and everybody's just in awe. Look at him direct. Look at him capture the moment. Look at him operate the camera. Look at him light. Look at him interact with the actors. Here it's just me. And all you do is, I mean, the end result, all you're doing is listening to me. Hopefully, some of you will look at this camera and see me and look around in my studio, my work studio, my DIT lab. There's no audience here. But the show must go on because I'm driven by something bigger, something from within. I'm 51 years old now. 
I need more than just the dollar. I don't need a name. I don't need approval for success by someone else. I don't need someone to say, yeah, he's a big XYZ, DIT, whatever. I just need to simply add value to at least one person's life in this industry. Because I didn't have this guidance. I mean, I, I, okay, I take that back. I had guidance, but it wasn't with people that I could relate to. When I came in this industry, I didn't, I didn't study film. And frankly, all the big names, I'm sorry to all of you, I don't really give a shit what you've done. And I've had problems with that because I didn't know people's work or didn't know who I was talking to. To me, people are people, and that's what I enjoy. I enjoy the experience of being with people, especially film professionals of color. I lost my train of thought, but as I traveled my lonely journey, I uh, I just didn't have any, I didn't have the wisdom or advice from people that I could relate to, namely people of color. And frankly, I wasn't even sure that who I related to and I, I found myself assimilating or not because I started not to belong and maybe I was there was a little bit of peer pressure to belong. I knew I had to network. And I knew I had to make friends if I was going to make it in this industry. And I was guided to make friends in a certain way and take up certain activities. And I did. And But still, I was lonely. Traveled, I've traveled the world thanks to this industry. But everywhere I went, I always felt like, well, I don't really want to be with these people. And when I did get advice, it, was, it always seemed condescending. Oh, Anthony, you really got to save your money. Oh, Anthony, you really shouldn't be that way. Oh, you, you know, you really shouldn't act a certain way. You really need to blah, 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 blah. I'll tell you what. If, if at the time I had met a film, uh, a, a film professional of color, male or female or they... And they came up to me and said, hey, here's what I've experienced in the past 20 years. I just want to share it with you. I would have listened. And maybe I'm just stubborn. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I'm not confident enough to be vulnerable to open myself up to someone I can't relate to. So, but either way, I hope that, I, that the young film professionals of color in our industry can somehow relate to myself and if not myself, my guests. So here I am. Anthony Hechenova, a.k.a. Hetch. Sitting here in front of this little camera, in front of this microphone, alone. I'm driven by something higher a higher power, when you're accompanied by this higher power, man, it is a great place to be. I hope to discuss wisdom. I mean, I hope to discuss finance and health and, you know, why not wisdom and 
career path, all of these things, networking, identity, all the things that I just didn't have anybody to talk to about. And if I did, they couldn't understand. And so I move forward with this wonderful journey called A Man of Color. Love you, Film Nation, especially the film professionals of color. Hello, Film Nation. This is Anthony Hetchinova, a.k.a. Hetch, and you are listening to A Man of Color. Color, 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 Peace. color, color, color.